Hello and welcome to the Permanent Good Podcast, a podcast that's part movie club, part improv comedy. My name is Craig Wells, a.k.a. Permanent Handle. And I'm Alex Good, a.k.a. Alex Good. And welcome to the podcast that I'm probably going to be editing on my birthday. So um, if this one is, you know, sloppy, rushed, poorly done, you know, cut me some slack. Yeah, man. Um, do you, Are you one of those people who on their birthday like they'll take off work or they gotta make the day special okay nah nah i like i used to be that way in high school and stuff but then i had like four Mm -hmm. years in a row where nothing special happened on my birthday and like when you go to college you kind of just learn that like your birthday is special after all the important stuff gets done like you still gotta do the stuff but you know if you have a good group of friends in college they'll like they take care of you after classes are over. Right. I'm also of the belief that like after 21, you celebrate the fives and tens. Yeah. And you can do also, and I, a lot of what backs that up is the fact that like when you're an adult, you can just do what you want. Yeah. Which is why adults are notoriously difficult to shop for. And so when I'm like, I'm almost just like, Hey, do you know what you can get me for my birthday? Um, some quality time and emotional vulnerability. Like, hey, come over. Let's be right. real with each other for like one night. I also like, yeah. Except for you, mom. Mom, time. still give me money and stuff. Right. Anyway, I, yeah. I appreciate money, but I don't expect it. Nor do I want it. It's just one of the things I'm like not going to say no to it. But it makes it tricky because then when it's your birthday, I have to do something. It's the whole thing. Whatever. I also think like I feel weird about parties. Because I have parties when it's not my birthday. Just be like, hey, let's get a group of people to come over. And that happens like three or four times a year. So doing it for my birthday makes it sound like now we have to do it for everybody's birthday. Instead of just like hanging out when we want to hang out. You know what now, I mean? Now, don't get me wrong. I love the attention. Like, hey, when it's my birthday, it's like I am guaranteed attention that day. So I am by no means, you know, shoving off the concept of my birthday. It's just different now. The expectations have changed. And now as adults, Mm -hmm. we have to face that. Do you feel when's the next big marker for you in your head of once I hit this age, it's different now? Because when you're younger, that's Uh every year. (laughs) 16 and 17, it's different now. 17 and 18, it's different now. Even when you, and especially when you're younger, like when you're like six turning seven, you're like, this is a big deal. But like when you get older, you're like, this is all the same until I hit, you know, I'm 25. I'm probably going to feel the same way I feel until I hit 30, you know? Like that's the, that's, it's just years at that point. Hey, after you turn 21, it's just a countdown until you're off your parents' insurance. Yeah. Yeah, that is true. And then, like, I also think, oh, 24 is a big one because that's when you can, like, rent. That's when, like, your brain is supposed to be, quote, unquote, done developing. So, like, it's a bonus for stuff you didn't even know you should be expecting. So, like, renting a car. If my brain stopped developing yesterday, I'm in trouble. I'm in big trouble. (laughs) People are like, well, now, like, you're fully matured and you can rent a car. Now you're fully matured. We can drop your car insurance. Like... Stuff just happens when you're 24 because you're an adult now, I guess. It's weird, bro. So thank you for listening to the annual 
Craig talks about his birthday episode. I think this is our third one. Happy to have you around. Mm -hmm. Uh, Alex, are you ready to talk about the movie? Let's talk about the movie. I'm ready. So this is the final week in the movies that shaped me month. And this week we chose the movie Robots. If you don't want to hear us talk about this movie, you can skip to this time code right here. Time code, 24 minutes, 25 seconds. So this one is different with the other three because I don't have like succinct reasons as to why this movie shaped me. But I think if you watch this movie, you kind of just get the, yeah, Craig liked this movie a lot. Yeah. This just this has the, this is the Craig vibe of the kid movies. I'm like, oh yeah, Craig would have liked this movie. Um, it's also funny. It's also got Robin Williams in it. Did you know yeah. it was Robin Williams when you watched this? Yes. Okay. So as I was watching this movie, I um, was trying to think if there were succinct reasons. And the best one that I could come up with was I think this might have been the first movie where I recognized celebrity voices. Oh. Because Robin Williams and also Amanda Bynes. Amanda Bynes, you know, bro. Yeah. In 2005, Amanda Bynes, very important in a child's life. And so when I watched this movie, I'm like, that is Amanda Bynes. I know that for a fact. Mm -hmm. And then you go back and you realize, oh, this is Ewan McGregor and Mel Brooks and Jennifer Coolidge. And Halle like, Berry and Paulo Abdul and Drew Carey and, and Paul Giamatti. Yeah. So this movie is so crazy. Also... Uh, this movie was animated by Blue Sky Studios. May she rest in peace. Mm -hmm. uh, so this movie is just like, it is a time capsule. It's, dude. And yeah. I I think to this day, this I don't want to say this movie holds up in the sense that like, hey, guys, let's all get together and watch Robots this weekend. But like, it was it was good going back to it. It was a good time. Well, this movie could still be made today. It'd look visually yes. a little bit better. But like now the jokes are crazy. It doesn't look it's not hard to watch. You it could be made today and it'd be good. It'd be successful. Yeah, and like none of the jokes are time sensitive. It's not like, oh, that was a There's not jokes about like reference. Al Gore. <laughs> yeah. You know. In 2005, I hope. Or not. like talking about the Bush presidency. Like that wasn't a, it's just jokes. Yeah. So I really like the vibe of this movie. This movie is like a lot of I wouldn't be surprised if this movie was a lot of people's introduction to steampunk mm -hmm. because it doesn't go fully into the steampunk aesthetic. I don't I wouldn't say that there's like I think in order to be steampunk, there has to be a human element in this movie and there isn't. Um, but I would imagine that a lot of people saw this movie, got hooked on the aesthetic and like they became steampunk people after seeing this movie. Right. And like, I get it. I get it. Yeah, it's cool. Um, I liked the aesthetic in this movie. The whole time I'm thinking like, because the world is explored. How do dogs work? Is everything that's a robot in real life a robot in this movie where you have robot watches that are robots on robots? How does yeah. you know, giving birth work? How does like, how do you grow when you're a robot? All that stuff is explained. How do you travel when you're a robot? Are you getting into a robot? Like, how does that work? All that is explained. And it's awesome. And let me tell you, as far as practicality goes, doesn't make any sense. Nope, none. 
None. <laughs> like 95% of the world building in this movie is all for jokes. And you have to accept that fast because like the fact that th- the weird like hand-me-down parts system, like having a kid go through puberty by receiving hand-me-down parts doesn't make a ton of sense. Why would you have a baby robot if you could just build one full size anyway? Like when you start breaking stuff down like that, it's nonsense. It is purely nonsense, but it's funny. It's a movie. Who cares? Yeah, Kids aren't asking these questions and that's who this movie was made for. Um, and yeah. like the the transportation system, so unnecessarily complex. Super convoluted, dude. <laughs> like they <laughs> they get thrown around in caged balls that fit two people maximum, and yeah. it throws them across the entire city with <laughs> you know getting rebounded on you know pinball pipes that are almost floating midair and have seemed to have no real reset system. Yeah. So I can only imagine how many people this thing is transporting like per hour. It's probably like seven. Um, but then you also see this shot where Rodney and Fender are being flung through this transportation system. And there's like, a thousand other of these metal cages yeah. being flown across like this, like Times Square esque uh, park, um, all at the same time, and you're like, "Whoa, these must have incredibly precise calculations." But then you also see Fender like rock the cage and almost throw it off its proportions so many times, and you're like, "This is a visual, like this is fun to watch." But I. Craig, an audience member, have so much anxiety watching this. Yeah, dude. It's it's sweet, though. It's super fun to watch, especially when you're a kid. Also, the amount of dominoes and Rube Goldberg machines that are in this is awesome to watch. The way everything works. Yeah, and, and watching this movie again, the thing that I really liked from a technical level, and I kind of didn't think about it until I was reading through the trivia on this movie, is like... All the dominoes in that big domino scene, they all have individual dots. Like, they are all individually designed. And there are thousands of these dominoes. Even before it gets, like, crazy, you know, you see hundreds of dominoes. And the studio created a specific they're surfing on them. Yeah. And so (laughs) um, each one of these dominoes are marked effectively randomly it they feel like dominoes were just pulled from a box you know there's a one in six one like it doesn't feel like the animators got lazy on such a small detail and that's really cool to see dude i mean i think the world is the best part of this movie i think the story is a story i mean it's robot small town goes to big city makes a big difference yeah Um, big corporation does not have people's interest in heart uh, decide to go help man that does have people at heart. Yes. It's, it's uh, the whole thing is a cliche, but the world is what makes it awesome. Same thing with like Harry Potter is the chosen one cliche, but the world is what makes it awesome. It's the same thing. So the whole time you're just like looking around, seeing how stuff works when they go to aunt Fanny's house and they have revolving rooms 
Like you're like, yeah. that's just cool. The whole upgrade yeah. system is just cool. Repairing people. And then like, that's the common folk. And then you're like building up a, like essentially a coup against the corporation. That's also like kind of the government that it, dude, it's all just like the way it works is sweet. And you know, having the robot that had different tapes as his voice. Like I really yeah. liked that concept a lot. Uh, <laughs> I will say Halle, ba- Halle Berry's character, Cappy might be one of the most underdeveloped characters I've ever seen in a movie ever. <laughs> It's confusing because you don't know who the love interest is. Yes, because when Rodney, the main character, gets introduced to everybody, uh, Amanda Bynes' character, Piper, is like, whoa, you're cute. And you kind of think like, oh, okay. And also, you know, Piper's the one that's on the poster. She's the one that spends the most time with him. You kind of think it's her. Mm -hmm. And then somebody makes an offhanded comment about Cappy being Rodney's girlfriend. And then I, and then that's just the rest of the movie. Yeah. It's dude. I don't know. I don't know. It's Cappy's hot. I remember having a crush on her when I was younger. Like this chick is awesome. And then you realize it's Halle Berry and be like, Oh, that makes a lot of sense. Um, it doesn't make sense. I think she is Cappy's there. As a way for him to meet Big Weld. She's a plot device. Yeah. Penny is there, who was she was supposed to be the love interest. <sighs> Piper and then that just get her didn't name happen. right. Come on, Piper. you blast Piper, man. Penny. I I'm also saying Penny because um Amanda Bynes played Penny in hairspray. So I'm just getting her characters. Oh, uh, okay. But okay. so Piper is like uh, it's supposed to be a big deal and then just didn't happen. So because like kind of the whole gang of characters is on par with Piper. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like all yes. those guys in that group are on the, are on par. She might be a little bit above, but like not much. So it's just it feels weird. Yeah, I think in general the the supporting characters, you know, that group of what do they call them? Outdated outdates or uh, whatever. Mo um, outmodes. Outmodes. Yes, that whole group they they did pretty good. There was one the the big green one was kind of like why are you here you 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 seem like the odd one out. Yep. Um, but the Drew I really liked the Drew Carey one. The Drew Carey one was really good. I think he had the best one liners. I mean I don't know who's who. The names in this movie are kind of irrelevant because they're also like yeah sounds <laughs> or, or like yeah. So the Drew Carey cool. one is uh. The Drew Carey one is named Crank. He's the one with the wheels, the oh, like tall orange yeah. one. Okay. Yeah. So there's Crank, Piper, Bender, Rodney's the main one, which is cool because it's a real name. Um, and I honestly don't know the name of anybody else in the group. So I just, um, I just don't know. One of my favorite visual gags. This movie has a lot of great visual gags. Um, I think my favorite one, and it's only on screen for a second, is when Rodney first meets Fender, uh, he's getting off the train station in Rivet City, and Fender tr- stri- and Fender starts like hawking photos of for him and tries to sell him a map of celebrity homes. And are you gonna bring up Britney Gears? <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna bring up all of them because they're all funny. I only saw Britney and Gears, he- and I'm like, I kn- there's two other or three other on the list. I'm like, I almost want to pause six. to read it. Okay. I went back and did pause it. It was in order. Jeremy Irons, which is just funny. Orson yeah. Wheels, 
Axl Rose, Britney Gears, Farrah Fawcett, and MC Hammer. Nice. Yeah, I saw Britney like, Gears, I, and I'm like, I kind of want to go back and look what the rest of them are. I love a movie that does a quick visual gag that's funny enough to have me go back and check out the full thing. This is good. I like this movie for its visual gags a lot. I also felt really bad for Rodney's dad throughout the entirety of this movie. It was really sad. Yeah. And it's even sadder that like this is the robot equivalent of a real person. Like these people exist. And it just makes it even worse. Because <laughs> his dad, for the audience who, for those of you who didn't watch the movie but wanted to listen to the podcast anyway, is a dishwasher. And he wanted to be a musician, but his dad said, hey, you got to be realistic and bought him a dishwasher body kit. So the robot, his midsection is literally a dishwasher. And that is how he has paid for stuff for his family. Um, and that is why Rodney is made up mostly of hand-me-downs his head, and has had hand-me-downs his entire life. Because his dad, that's as most his dad could afford. Um, and like Rodney, Rodney just has a good dad. His dad is just a good dude. And he's always encouraging Rodney. Like he approved of him going to rivet city to meet big weld and try to become an inventor. And uh, it's robot city and they're uh, from rivet town, but irrelevant. Oh, okay. Sorry. My bad. My bad. Um, so yeah, so I just, I think, it's just his dad was a cool character and anytime something bad happened to him which was frequently yep. it made me bummed yeah it just sucks and his mom was sweet too but she's like a very very minor character um yeah dude it's a good movie it's a good movie yeah it's something i wouldn't go out of my way to watch again but i don't regret the time i spent on it No, and I also think this movie is just fun to look at. Um, It does a really good job at contrasting, you know, the dull kind of gray and brown colors of the city with this very vibrant cast of main characters. Uh, It makes them easier to look at. It makes it just more engaging. Like, there's something about Rodney specifically and his, like, light blue color scheme that I'm like... I like this guy already. You you're doing good, kid. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, is a good enough movie? Big Weld and then the villain. So the villain is all right. I think I really like the villain. I, I really like the villain because I just don't think you see very he, much of them. So the I would say the main antagonist, you know, Ratchet. I like him a lot because he's that kind of like charismatic, but easily follied kind of villain that I like. Um, if you've ever played the Borderlands games, he's very similar to Handsome Jack, where like he's got this like big personality, this big corporate personality, but he is humbled so quickly and it is satisfying to watch every time. Yeah. Um, oh my God. There was something that I wanted to talk about that. Um, so this movie came out in the height of dvd extras and let me tell you the dvd extras on i probably played with the dvd extras on this movie more than i watched the movie i would put the dvd into the dvd player just so i could play the extras oh wow um i did this with um over the hedge too 
Well, and, the cool thing is a lot of animation studios will animate bloopers. Yeah, they'll animate bloopers, but also um, they usually put in little games. Oh, yeah, um, dude. You literally have to play with the TV remote. Dude, yeah. And yes. so I remember the dom- th- there was a huge like domino game that my brother and I would just play all the time. And here's why. Here's why. Because... <laughs> When I was a kid, I would go to my grandma's house and my, you know, we usually didn't bring our video games to our grandma's house because she didn't like it. So we would just bring DVDs with games in the extras. Dude. So we could have some sort of stimulation. I've done the exact same thing. I did it with Bambi. Bambi has dope extras. Um, What was another one? They had to be Disney movies and they had to be old because my, my grandma had to watch them with us. So Bambi came out in like yeah. the 40s and 50s or whatever. So we got to play the Bambi, and I remember playing the DVD extras at her house on like a 25-inch screen. Oh, God. It's... What a freaking throwback, It's such a good... Ma- like, I remember the over-the-hedge ones a little bit more because there was like a bag toss game. The Do you remember the scene in Over the Hedge where the Steve Carell squirrel has to like... Mission Impossible across the yard. Yeah, in slow motion because he's hopped up on caffeine. Yeah. yeah. That whole scene was a mini game extra. And like you would have to like rewire the control panel yourself. You had to like choose the right wire to like go down to zip line down or something like that. And Andrew and I were so bad at that game. Oh <laughs> my God. We were so bad at it. Oh man. What a dope movie. What a dumb movie. Yeah, really good. Uh, um, the, I, and for the life of me, yeah. I cannot find video evidence of these, <laughs> of the DVD menu extras online. They were prolific. And it's starting they were everywhere. To... They were in multiple yeah, DVDs. And so, also, you know what someone needs to do? Craig, maybe you can do this. Just stream that stuff. I'm starting. A, <laughs> I'm streaming a game, guys. It's the DVD extras I, to Over the Hedge. Okay. I have the DVD at home. Um, uh, and so let's see. I found a walkthrough. So there was the robot dance, the Fender photo shoot, and the Inventabot. I remember the Inventabot a lot. I remember doing that a lot. I'm, I'm Next time I'm home, I'm going to pop in that DVD and see. Um, I'll pop it into the Xbox so I can use a real controller for it. <laughs> All right. Yeah, that's probably the best move. Okay. I'm... I'm giving this movie a flat seven. The story is, you know, very weak. It's full of cliches. Um, It's not going to change your world, but man, it's funny. It's funny enough. It's a good time. It's a seven. I'm giving it a six to five. I think the parts that hit are really funny. And there's some parts that are boring. Like I said, I thought the villain was like lackluster. I think the villain was straight up evil. Like they were just killing people. Um, but I think there was a couple like boring parts for me, um, but it's still worth the watch. I don't regret watching it. I probably won't watch it again, but I recommend, I would recommend it if you've seen it and people want it for nostalgia. I don't know if it holds up too much without nostalgia. Yeah. This is one of those movies that I definitely want to show my kids at some point, but like. How do you be like, all right, time for a 2006 message about capitalism told through right. robots? Yeah. And be like, wait, 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 watch this scene, watch this scene. And it's just banter. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing happens. It's just <laughs> jokes. 
<laughs> you know? So, yeah, like, like the when they're talking to Tim, the gatekeeper, trying to get in the party, you'd be like, no, this this seems really good, and it's just jokes. Trying to be like, that's Mel Brooks. That's Mel Brooks. Yeah, I don't know, man. I'm yeah, He's best thing can do is Domino's delivery guy. Yeah. Um. Know. Okay, for sure, for sure. Okay, so I have a new improv segment. This is going to be one that might take a few tries to really get down. This one's called Next Episode. We're going to take a very basic like premise for a TV show, and we're going to do scenes from various parts throughout the season of that TV show. Um, okay. Usually kind of like the, the big moments, you know? So if we want to do like a, uh, a romance TV show, you know, we can do... We're doing all the greatest hits, you know? The the start of the season, them meeting, uh, them getting together, they're falling out, what happens during the season finale, the cliffhanger, all that stuff. Okay, sweet. Um, does that make sense? Yeah. So we're only doing one of those scenes or we're doing all those scenes? We're going to do all those scenes. So it's going to be, you know, when we've reached the pinnacle of like a, a short scene, then we'll cut to the next scene where a new big moment is happening. All right. Sounds good to me. All right. Uh, what's the kind of deal with this TV show? Do you think? Um, I want to start with the classic, the friends, how I met your mother, like that yeah, The friends meeting so, at a place. There's five or six yeah. of us. We were friends. A couple group was friends in high school. Then we, you were dating one of them. They've been together for forever. That whole thing, you know? Okay. I think we could do that. All right. Okay. So this is the beginning of the season, uh, first episode, everyone's kind of getting introduced, you know, or we're prepping to introduce everyone, okay? Mm -hmm. Dude, Tim, you have got to meet my new girlfriend. Jake, this can't be like the other girlfriends. Dude, every time you get a girlfriend, they come stay at our house for like three weeks and they do something crazy and we never see them again. Okay, I understand that has been a uh, a pattern in the past. This one is totally different. I've seen her rent stubs. She it's not like she doesn't need a place to stay or anything like the other girls did. Okay, <laughs> this she's genuine. She likes me. She has all of her AA chips. Like we're like we're good. Okay, so Jake, you said AA chips. This reminds yeah, me. Yeah, we of, met an AA. Yeah, but this is like the girl. You know how we're both recovering alcoholics. Listen. Is our entire friend group going to be based off of people we meet in AA? Looks straight at camera and winks. <laughs> <laughs> I just think that you're really going to like her. I really like her. Um, I, when you come to the next meeting, I'll point her out to you. It'll be. I, I really want you guys to get off on a strong start. So, like, all right, I guess. Just don't I'll make go. fun of her right away. Um, okay, so now we're going to be a few episodes in. Uh, we're still kind of getting used to this new girlfriend character. Um, she's still getting amalgamated into the group, and there's been a few rough patches along the way. Oh. Listen, Tim, I know this has been a hard adjustment, but you cannot pull Tiffany's hair like that. We're not in middle school. Hey, dude, when you said we're going to be hanging out with her, I honestly thought you were saying we and you meant you. I didn't realize we we're going to be hanging out every single day. And when that happens, I got to treat her like one of the guys. And you know what? I really appreciate that. But most people get eased into being one of the guys. You didn't pull my hair until we were friends for three years. Here's the thing. 
your relationships move so fast with these girls. I I figure I'd fit it all into a couple of weeks. Okay, that's not fair. I've been seeing her for six days now, and I've only told her I loved her once. <laughs> that is like it took. This is like twice as long as the last girlfriend. Okay, Tiff. Uh, Tiffany, I can call you Tiff, right? Well, I'm gonna keep calling you Tiff. Tiff, um, what do you think? I know. Is it normal for us to talk about you in front of you and not include you? Do you want to be called Tiff? Uh, do you want your hair pulled? Um, for, do you want me to okay, keep interrupting for, you? First, um, no one has called me Tiff ever. So uh, if you could not, I, I'm I'm not going to say outright no, but I'm not liking it so far. Okay. Um, second, I appreciate you feeling like we're close, but... At this point, it feels a little more like hazing than like genuine friendship. Hazing, schmazing. <laughs> Diff, um, listen, I, I, you really only answered one of my questions. Um, first thing, do you, I don't know, love Jake? I mean, we've only been together for six days, so it's kind of hard for me to uncork that champagne bottle, but. I know, I, I feel a little something. Yeah, yeah, Tim, she feels a little something. Normally, girls don't feel a little something until they're on their way to the psych ward after dating me. Hey, listen here, Jake, okay? Um, how about, I don't know, we just close our eyes and imagine where we're going to be together a year from now. Is she even going to be here? I say we, we move to another episode right. where they're all a little closer, but... Now there's this, now there's the hiccup in the relationship. Okay. Tim, 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 I've got a problem. What's your problem, dude? I'm in the middle of something. Okay. So Tiffany was introducing me to her parents. Weird. And why is that weird? I don't know. Just parents in general. You were saying? Okay. Um. So uh, we were staying the weekend at her parents' cabin with her parents. Mm-hmm. and. Hey, just because you don't have a good relationship with your parents doesn't mean that me trying to establish a bond with somebody else's is weird, okay? I mean, continue, but weird. So, I walk into the bathroom weird. and... Okay, this, I'm done. I promise I'm done. <laughs> okay. I walk into the bathroom and I accidentally saw her mom changing and, and instead of shutting the, the door like? and... Well, so I'm getting to that, actually, oh, if you just hold nice. a second. So um, instead of closing the door and respecting her privacy, yep. I did say loudly throughout the cabin, wow, Tiffany, I see where you get it from. And she didn't appreciate that. Um, the fact, I don't know what to say. Uh, what, how, and... Are you guys even still together? I don't know if we're still together per se, especially since she called an Uber for me, shoved me in it, and I kind of, I'm home early. Hi. Yeah. Uh, listen, man, let me give you some advice, okay? As a man of the people, mostly 50%. You are a man of one person yourself. <laughs> yes, but I'm, I get around, you know. Um hear me out when seeing a naked woman it is best not to talk about other naked women and you failed so i say we cut our losses and move on to the next one you lasted longer than i thought but it's time to move on 
Okay, so now we do the season finale where it's like make or break is this couple getting back together. Just for the sake of posterity, I think maybe you should be Tiffany in this scene. All right. Sounds good. Tiffany, I'm really sorry. I, in a very roundabout way, called your mom hot. It's not that you called her hot. It's that you saw her naked. And instead of apologizing, you made a comment that was completely inappropriate. But your mom smiled when I said it. Okay. So I'm gonna stop she you right there. didn't seem embarrassed. I'm going to stop you right there. That's not okay. And you're not in a relationship with your mom. And right now you're kind of not even in a relationship with me. Listen, if I got in trouble for every mom that I flirted with, I would be grounded until I was dead. <laughs> um, and you don't see the problem with that. Your silence is deafening. Okay. Um, I should have known this was going to happen. I should have known. You let your friend call me okay. Tiff, and you said I love you the first week. I don't let that man week. do anything. Listen, the fact that I've had to pull up with Tim this entire time really shows my dedication to you, and you have done almost nothing to prove your dedication to me. That's not true. Remember when I showed up outside work and I had a handful of roses and I threw them at you as you were leaving the building? <laughs> it took me like four minutes to find all those petals. <laughs> We, we need to talk about a relationship. Where do you see us going? I mean, I kind of like where we're at now. You, you like the conflict we're having. You like that we're having no, issues no, no, all the I time. Mean, I mean, it reminds me of home. These are all problems, Jake. And I think you need to tell me right now, am I even worth it to you? Define worth it. Do you, do you see yourself having a family with me? Do you see yourself going on dates with me? Do you see... You and me going anywhere. Do you see yourself, I don't know, not talking about my mom's boobs? I would just like to say this is not fair. You ask me five questions with no chance to respond. This is one of those things that they do in TV shows and movies where I just say a bunch of things and you say, yes, yes, yes. Of course I do. We cry, make out, and get on with it. And you didn't do any of those things. You see why there are problems in our relationship. You know what, Tiffany? If you don't think that I'm the right guy for you, then maybe we should take a break. Maybe we should revisit this in about four months. You know what? Maybe in like late September, early October. You know what? That's perfect because I'm on school break right now and I'll be coming back after a crazy summer in Europe and I would love to talk to you about it. Well, have fun going to Europe with a bullet wound, coxgun. <laughs> <laughs> man we really ran the gamut on uh on on that on that show oh man that's awesome i also love you know if the, <laughs> we played what four episodes from that show i would love to see the other 18 episodes where there's just like this muted tension between comedic like one-off episodes right and just tim over here being like weird <laughs> Yeah, it's just, like, just there cracking jokes as the third guy. Ah, uh, yeah, I like that a lot. That was fun. Sweet, um, there's a lot we can do with that. I, I want to do like a, a workplace comedy, like Office or Scrubs or Brooklyn Nine Nine. Yes. That would be fire. There's a lot we can do. So I'm looking forward to it. All right, Alex, what is our middle segment? Our middle segment we haven't done since May episode 86. It's called Hot Takes. I've gone on to Reddit. Uh, looked up unpopular. I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, it happens occasionally uh, when we're hard up for content. I look through the subreddit unpopular opinion. I'm currently sorted 
by the top posts of this month. And I'm going to ask you, Craig, uh, is this a hot take? Not a hot take. Um, do you agree with it? Don't agree with it? And then occasionally, I'll ask you to come up with a hotter take. Do you want me to come up with a hotter take in the same vein or just yeah, in the same try vein. to top it? Okay. I mean, no. And it's got to be, I'm not going to say reasonable because that's the opposite of what a hot take is. But you can't say like, I don't know. I almost made a joke about pedophiles. You get the joke. You get it. Yes. Okay. Um, Hot take number one. Shakespeare is outdated. Focusing on him makes kids uninterested in literature. Teach him in history class, not English. Hot take, not a hot take. It's not a hot take, but it's one I disagree. It's not a hot take. That That's the blanket statement. Um, I get where they're coming from because if you are not interested in literature or the evolution of literature, then yeah, you know, that stuff's boring. Um, but I think that they're only, I think they're just taught wrong. I think they're taught in a school manner and it makes it boring. Um, Shakespeare was always the most interesting to me when they showed us modern interpretations of it. Okay. So I think you, you have to start modern and work your way back in order for students to really appreciate Shakespeare to be like, this is all the stuff that we get from Shakespeare. Now let's look at the source. So it's not a hot take, but it's the wrong take. We, yes. Hot take. Um, not a hot take, but it is the wrong take. Next we are doing, uh, kicking your kid out as soon as they turn 18 is abusive. That that's a strong word. (laughs) That's a strong word. It is, don't get me wrong, grounds for the retirement home. <laughs> um, like, wow, guaranteed way to not have your kids visit you ever. Um, but throwing that A word around left and right, you know, may not be in everyone's best interest. Yeah. So how do you feel? Hot take, not a hot take? N- it, based purely on the sentiment, not a hot take. Okay. Wrong take? <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I, I like this game. I like this game. Okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> let's do, if you're in a serious relationship, it's a red flag if you or your partner have a best friend of the opposite sex that isn't your partner. Now that, again, these people, I, you're saying things that I've heard before, but I just fundamentally, is that, does that count as a hot take then? It's, that's not a hot take because a lot of people think that. Yeah. And I've always had you know a a gender diverse friend group my entire life so it's so wild seeing people like draw that line and i'm at a point now where if you're like if if i get into a relationship with someone and they're like it's me or your op or like or your best friends i'm like again wrong battle to choose dude like no yeah a little context i'm reading it now is it a sign of my age, this person is 56 and female, that I wouldn't want my husband to have had to have had a female best friend at any point in that relationship? They've been married for 34 years. And she's like, that's a hot take. There we go. They've been married we for 34 it. years. And she's like, I don't want my husband to have a best female friend. Ever. Ever. At any point <laughs> that, in that time, we found if it. he would have had a best female friend, they said the relationship would have ended. I wouldn't have even married him. Yikes. Oh, yeah, that's the hot take. We found it, boys. As a matter of fact, my husband and I don't even socialize alone with members of the opposite sex. 
Whew, that is a lack of faith in yourself and the other person. All right. Hot take. Uh, obviously, we've talked about it. not a hot take. Um, the concept, this is one sentence and it's quick. The concept of continuing your bloodline is silly. That's a hot take. Okay. Because I think when some people say continuing the bloodline, other people mean having a family. Yeah. But a lot of people are like, because <laughs> um, a lot like, of people say family, hey, you, you're you pick like, your family. Yeah. And- if you're one of those people that's like disappointed that you only have daughters because they won't continue the blood, that's that's wrong. That that's whoa, whoa oh, oh, no. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just kind of being like, oh, I want to have a family. <laughs> Crazy. Okay, hot take. Not a hot take. Yeah, I'm gonna say hot take. Wrong take. Um, this one's tough. No, no, I don't think so. We got we got one more. I'm going to give it to you. We'll do the hot take, not a hot take, wrong take. And then you're going to raise the ante on this one. Okay. Leaving your significant other because they become physically unattractive doesn't make you a douchebag. Leaving your significant That is a hot take. That is a hot take. I think it wasn't a hot take until the very end. Leaving your significant other because they become physically unattractive happens. The fact that it doesn't make you a bad person is the hot take. Correct. Yes. Ooh, dude. All right, let's read a little bit more. Um, edit. I'm in a happy long-term three-year relationship <laughs> with a physically backpedal, 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 with backpedal. a physically and intellectually active woman, and we both oh, agree on physically this. and intellectually active. How lucky him. Um, and we both agree on this. Imagine living in the, in the stress of that relationship. If I become fat, she'll leave me. That's freaking terrifying. Let me tell you, if you're the like, only one who thinks that, that you're going to be a lot. You're going to feel a lot more secure than they're feeling about you. That conversation between them ended, and they both walked away with loaded guns, knowing oh my that. Gosh darn it! I need to put in work. This person will leave me. That's freaking terrifying. Oh my hot god. Hot take, not a hot take. It is a hot take. Um wrong wrong take. <laughs> wrong take. So I think this is me being so generous to this user right now. I think a lot of physical attraction, especially when it comes to long-term relationships, is rooted in emotional attraction. So I think when you find your partner physically unattractive, a lot of that has to do with you're no longer emotionally attracted to them either. And so if you're leaving because of the physical attraction, you're probably also leaving because you don't feel the spark anymore. You don't feel the love anymore. So like, I'm not going to say there's zero correlation, but the blanket statement, I left because they're not hot anymore, is top three douchebaggiest statements yeah. one could make it's like that and they got cancer yeah all right so speaking of uh they got cancer craig what's your hotter take we can keep this to reasons to okay. leave a relationship okay. if you want no i i, I was, I'll, i'm gonna take the flip side of that uh pity dating someone oh. isn't that bad oh my gosh okay because here's the thing with a pity date right at least they had a chance you gave him a chance. <laughs> this is wild. This is wild. 
Now, um, if you're in a pity, uh, if, if you're in a pity relationship, maybe reconsider that. But like one or two pity dates won't hurt anybody. Um, I'm gonna say hot take. <laughs> I'm also gonna say wrong take. <laughs> um, I think I don't care what I think. Nobody cares what I think. It's the wrong take, Greg. Um, and with that, we're going to close hot takes. It'll be back. It's a, it's a bomb middle segment. I had more fun than I remember. You'll see it again. Speaking of things you're never going to see again, we got a one hit wonder and Craig, what I got prepared for this is called make it worth it. Um, betting in Ohio, sports betting in Ohio just became legal beginning of this month. I have a small gambling problem in the fact that I parlay a bunch of things, which means I stack bets in, in sports. So I need everything to happen to get the payout. So I need Steph Curry to shoot three threes. I need the score to be over 120 points. I need Golden State to win. I need, you know, LeBron to get two rebounds. I need him to get a triple-double. I stack all of those things, and I need all of them to happen. And when you stack all of those things, it boosts your, like, potential winnings. I only bet when the payout is over $200. I have a friend who bets $1 to make 50 cents. So this whole segment is me running ideas by you. How much do you have to win? How much do you have to make? How much do you have to be paid to make it worth it? Betting. Okay. How much it would you have to receive for just to be worth it? Because it's obviously not freaking 50 cents. Okay, yeah, give it to me. Um, Over, under, $20. So if I'm betting 20 bucks, how much do I need to make back for me to risk yeah. that much money? Yes. Okay. Um, I would have to get, and this is not like ideal. We're just talking like at a bare minimum. I would want to make at least that much back. I feel like there is, you're never going to see me dip below double my money. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. Okay. I got another scenario for you. How much money would you have to get paid to go to a random middle school band concert? You don't know a single person there. (laughs) And I'm going to give you the over under of $30. $30. Would it would I have to pay you more than $30 or less than $30 to go to a random middle school band concert? Um and you don't know how long it's going it to be. We're going to run the It would have to be <laughs> And I'm trying to think. You're going alone. You're not doing this with friends. We're not turning this into a bit. You're doing it by yourself. <laughs> <laughs> um can it be at least within like 30 minutes of me? Yes. It, like it can't be okay. your school and it can't be the school rivals. It's just like that other school, like the closest <laughs> Lutheran school. <laughs> no, I do it for 30 bucks. Okay. <laughs> All right. We're going to do a cross country road trip. It's you oh, and one other person. <laughs> okay. All right. We're going to go. You, and you can no longer drink filtered water. It's either tap or like from a river or something. Have we moved on to, to a new scenario? Yes. You accepted my thousand. Yeah, okay. I'm accepting a thousand dollars because mine was a bit okay. in the same area, across country from where, <laughs> from Virginia to California. It's at least a thousand dollars. Yeah, I'm, I'm on board with that. Yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So tap water no or nothing. more filtered water. Yes. Tap water or nothing. Tap water or nothing. Can't buy water. It's tap water or nothing. You're walking around with a water bottle out of a sink. Uh, I'm going to do over <laughs> under. That would and be... we're going to do it for a year. Over under $300. Over. Over, <laughs> my man. Okay. 
What? Yeah, over. Um, Dude, I think I think I'm over. What's it? What's your number then? Um, I know. I pro- it would probably have to be a year's worth of rent. <laughs> so I know sixty five hundred bucks. <laughs> All right. Um. For the next year, we'll do a couple year ones. Your sh- all your shoes have to go on the wrong foot. <laughs> Over, okay, under. you know what I do then? You know what? You, do you know what I do then? I just I I I size up my shoes by half a size, so like they have okay. a little bit more room. That just means you have to buy all new shoes. Oh no, I have to buy two new pairs of shoes. Okay. Um. Over under a thousand dollars. Over my guy. <laughs> You asked me to drink normal people water, and I said $6,000. Wrong shoes on a job, and I have a job where I'm on my feet all day, okay? Use your brain yeah, on this one. We were going to size up, so it'd be easier. All right, what's what's your number then? I know, just for this, uh, probably 10K. <laughs> what? You're telling me right now. I offer you $500 a month to go out, and I'll give you, starting off, $200 to buy shoes. And then $500 a month, every month for the rest of the year, to, to, to live stream your shoes to make sure I don't, you don't switch them. <laughs> and you, they're on the wrong foot the whole year. You're not taking $500 a month? I don't think you fully grasp how much I protect my comfort. Okay. Because here's what happens. Because as I would never, never not notice it. <laughs> when I... Wear a hat, a thing normal people do. I am never not aware of the fact that I am wearing a hat. I'm currently wearing a hat, and I forgot about it until you said something. I never forget that I'm wearing a hat. If I were to wear my wrong shoes for a year, I would have to be put in an institution. And not one of the good ones like they make these days. I'd have to go in like a cuckoo's nest institution. Okay. So, your number's 10 grand. All right. Um... You have to go to the gas station, refill your tank at three quarters. It can't go below three quarters. Oh. It can't go below three. So three quarters for you is empty. Um, that's too over that under. That would only I mean, be impossible. inconvenient. That would only be inconvenient on road trips. And I don't road trip very often. Um, I'm going to say over under uh, $1,000. Yeah, I'd probably do that. Okay. I hit it right on the head then. That's crazy, dude. That's crazy. Three quarters of a tank. You're running on like five gallons. Yeah. Oh my gosh. All right. Uh, let's do one more and, let's, and then I'll let you come up with one. Um, for a year, you have to get a haircut by a different person every month. I'm going to go over under. Obviously, haircuts are free because okay. we'll include that in the price of this over under. And how much to make it worth it for a whole year, every month, have to get your haircut by a different person. Um, 500 bucks. Yeah. I, yeah. Uh huh. I, I knew with you haircuts is going to be tricky because how often do you get your haircut now? Twice a year. Yeah. So getting it once a month is not that crazy for you. I I mean, that is crazy for you, but it wouldn't make or break anything. It'd it'd be weird that you were going that often. So the bigger thing would have been me going every month, not me finding a new person because yeah. Every salon has like six stylists. So And you don't have a person. It would so I, I do I do have a person. I just don't see her very often. Okay. <laughs> but but 
All I would have to do is, you know, get a haircut from every person at that stylist and then do it again at another salon. So Yeah, but Craig, the, the I mean, this doesn't, you don't care, but like some people don't know how to give haircuts, okay? And it's usually in a shop of six people, there's two of them you want to avoid. And I guess you just deal with it. <laughs> yeah, if I'm getting another haircut in a month, NBD. That's a long time to walk around with a bad haircut, Craig. But I get my hair cut short, and it's hard to mess up a shortcut. All right, all right. 500 bucks. Do you have one for me? Yeah. Um. Do you remember when uh, Papa John's uh, changed ownership, and Papa John himself was like, I had Papa John's pizza every day for a year? Yeah. Over under on you doing that. All right. Give me a number, and I'll give you the over under. I want you to. So from what I understand, he did not. When that story first broke, yeah. everybody was like, yeah, he ate right. a whole pizza every day. I was like, there's no That's way. not. I think, <laughs> so, three slices of Papa John's pizza every day is what I'm laying on the table. Um, yeah. Which is not a lot, but it would get old fast. So, I'm going to say, I'm going to start at 500 for you. And the pizza supplied, so I'm not factoring that into the price. I yes. have to do it every day or else I lose the money freaking every day three slices i'd have to just make that my lunch and yeah. it's fresh three slices uh-huh yeah at first it doesn't sound like a punishment it sounds like something i want to do um but then you get to day like 90 and you're like well, oh my like, god i on a on a day where i'm like on the road or i'm <laughs> visiting somebody i'm like guys can we order some pizza <laughs> <laughs> we gotta order a big one no one eat it or else i'm gonna have to order more tomorrow and i'll just save it um a thousand dollars because that's my favorite of the big okay. three of papa john's domino's pizza hut we even throw little caesars and jets in there papa john's is my favorite you are the only person that throws jets in there i want to be clear uh, yeah <laughs> i was trying to think of another it's either hat or like how, hungry howie's pizza <laughs> um yeah papa john's is my favorite so i'll do it for a thousand which is okay yeah achievable amount of money we could crowdfund that yes it is e immediately <laughs> <laughs> all right that was make it oh, worth man. it if you loved it i'm glad if you hated it luckily for you it's never coming back craig what you got for free balling what have you been watching so, outside the podcast so i watched a movie called missing it is the i'm i think it's most appropriately a spiritual successor to a 2018 movie called searching um and the reason I call it a spiritual successor is because the plot doesn't carry over. The plot is just the same. Um, so when I describe one, I'm describing the other. Um, they're both about a person that goes missing and then another okay. person in their family tries to find them. In Searching, uh, Johnny Cho's daughter goes missing. In Missing... I, hey, guess what? These titles are going to get, like, real annular real fast. And then missing, Storm Reed's mom goes missing. Okay. Uh, and the gimmick of this movie is that all the footage you see is done, or it appears to be done through screen capture. So we're always rotating between, you know, FaceTime, iMessage, uh, web browsers, you know, going from computer to phone to tablet to security cameras like it's all done through monitor screen capture and that's a very narrow gimmick to get right mm -hmm. other people have done it and it doesn't work searching and missing are the only two movies that have done it well they are 
very good at being genuine thriller movies. Um, as far as missing goes, because that's the one I just saw, um, the first half of the movie is kind of boring, and but the second half of the movie is so good. Like, they... When they establish the problem, it's kind of boring. But then when they, it's the solving the problem that like, I was genuinely, we make this comparison a lot because it's kind of universal, but that uncut gems tension, yep. like I was feeling that for like 30 minutes in this movie. Um, That's freaking dope, dude. If you like that and, sort of thing. And I do. Yeah. So I think that it was the perfect amount of time from the first movie to do it again because services and technology has changed just enough to where you can do the same gimmick but use different services Mm -hmm. and so it's re-engaging um that being said i don't want another one of these we got it twice (laughs) do not try a third time um if you really like mystery thrillers I cannot recommend these movies enough. I would recommend, you know, like I said, the plots are not intertwined, so you don't need to watch one to watch the other. Okay. Watch whichever one is more convenient to you. I think Missing is much more of a thriller than Searching was. Searching was a little bit more of a mystery movie, but Missing is like high stakes, things are going wrong, people are in danger. Oh, wow. So I think... I give it like a seven and a half. If that first half was more engaging, I would give it a higher rating. But like seven and a half, you know, this is, I, I'm recommending this movie to people. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I watched Don't Worry, Darling on a flight. Whew, all right. Greg, do you want to remind the audience real quick what you thought before I get into what I thought? Yeah, I thought it was the definition of mid. Listen, I think this movie is good. Okay. Definitely not great, but it's good. Uh, Florence Pugh is freaking incredible. She's incredible, dude. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. It's just, she is distractingly good when it's like her and freaking Chris Pine, bro. Both of them are so good in this movie. Yeah. And so I made a sentiment when I talked about this movie that Harry Styles' acting was only noticeably subpar when he was acting directly across from Florence Pugh. Right. And, and you I, were when like, you said that, I was watching that in this movie. I'm like, Craig said that anytime they're seen together, it's going to be noticeable. Here's the thing. I realized I just don't like Harry Styles in movies. Because this is the second movie I've seen with him. Um, the first one being Midway. Or no, Dunkirk. And Dunkirk. And um, he, it's a waste. Because he's not good enough for me to forget he's Harry Styles. So it's just pulling me out of it. Um, okay. And it, I think that's just like one of those things you're like, Hey man, you just can't be in stuff if that happens, you know? Cause it's like, it's like what happens when people put like athletes and stuff cause they're famous. I'm like, if you do that and they're not doing cameos the whole time I'm thinking this is an athlete until that, like it's distracting. Um, and I don't think he's that good of an actor for it not to be distracting. Um, like there's a couple of people who can sing who are doing this. Like, uh, what's her face in Hawkeye? Her name, Haley Steinfeld. Haley Steinfeld is a, she sings. She's also been acting since a young age. So she's got the freaking chops for it, but she's also a very talented musical artist. i she's good enough that it doesn't matter. Uh, Harry Styles just doesn't have that. Um, he's not bad, but he's just not good enough. Lawrence Pugh is freaking awesome. The concept of this movie is dope. The third act feels rushed. 
That's my problem with it. I felt I felt the exact same way. There was a very there's a cool movie in this movie somewhere. It just was sure. not brought to life in this version. It I feel like the last 30 minutes should have been expanded into like 50. Um yeah. It just there wasn't enough once she figured out what was happening. We didn't have enough time. Um and so it felt rushed. The thing that I didn't love about this movie is I felt like they did a bad job at gaslighting Florence Pugh's character because anytime she would get close to the mystery, everyone would give her the most kind of like half-assed, nah, you're just stressed, don't worry about it. And then they would leave it at that. Like it didn't feel like this complex procedure that I think would have been more engaging. I think the tricky thing about having that is because none of the women were in on it. So all the women yeah. were just calling her crazy. That's they honestly thought she was just crazy. And all the guys who were in on it didn't know how to react except for Harry and Chris yeah. Pine. So it was I dude, I was just on board. I was on board with it as a concept. I think it'd be executed better. Um there were some flaws. The pacing is off. Um, but you want to know what's going on the whole time. You're like, what is happening? So I'm yes. gonna give it a seven. Giving it a seven. I okay. know dude, this um, movie caught so much heat, but I think it's still good regardless. So another big scene that I didn't like from this movie and is the dinner scene. I felt like that scene was just not good to watch. Um, I felt like that was both Florence Pugh's and Chris Pine's weakest performance in that movie. Like, you know the scene I'm talking about, right? Yeah. I feel like it's a weird scene. I don't think it was their fault. I think okay. like the writing was weird. I think the dynamics were weird. Uh, I'm going to blame most of it on the writing. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm going to blame most of it. Because she started talking, and I'm like, this does not sound like how she sounds for the rest of the movie. Um, Olivia Wilde's yeah. character was in that scene, but she got pulled out so she could direct it. And I think when she got pulled out and she was – that whole thing might have needed to get reworkshopped, and that just didn't happen. Um, that wasn't super bad for me. That, w- that wasn't too painful. I think this movie I is slow on getting started, though. I would absolutely watch a director's cut of that movie. I want to see a different version of this movie. Um, yeah, for sure. But dude. as it stands, just kind of mid. So, uh, listen, by all, I'm not judging you for liking it. I'm glad you enjoyed it. I, I enjoyed a lot of it, too. It's just, for me, it was one of those... It just got outweighed by so much other stuff. Right. Also, the controversy didn't help. Uh, Shia LaBeouf was supposed to be in this movie. Was he supposed to play Harry Styles person? Yeah. That would have been freaking fire. I don't know if he, I would have paired him up with Florence Pugh. That would have felt weird. I think Harry no, Styles and Florence were a good match. I just don't like Harry Styles. I think Shia LaBeouf is just got older energy. So I don't know if that yeah. would have paid off. But overall, I would recommend this movie to specific people. Sure. Um, last time we recorded, yes, I talked about how I was playing a Fire Emblem game. And I was like, I need to finish this before the new Fire Emblem's out. Well, the new Fire Emblem's out. Um, it came out on Friday. Today is Sunday. And I've put 15 hours into that Holy bad boy. crap, dude. <laughs> um, this game is so good. Uh, it's Fire Emblem Engage. And the previous one before this had you juggling a lot of things in terms of team balancing. Mm-hmm. This game doesn't do as much of that. It's like, hey, talk to the people you like, and you can also do a little bit of extra training. But that's pretty much it. 
also what I really like about this game is it's the gimmick of this game is you can you get special abilities based on characters from previous Fire Emblem games. So this is kind of like the Spider-Man No Way Home of Fire Emblem games. Mm -hmm. And it's just very nice and nostalgic to be like, I know you, I know you, I know you. And it's, it's a very cool feeling to be able to call upon the powers of previous protagonists. And so I'm just having a lot of fun with this game. I am playing this game on permadeath mode, which is very scary. It's very scary. Um, The game does give you a cop out, which I have been abusing where you can turn back time. uh, If one of your characters dies and you can just, try that turn again. You can move them to a different spot or change your attack order to see if that helps. Mm-hmm. So I fortunately haven't lost anybody yet because of that ability, but there have been times where I've been overpowered in a battle and I'm like, <sighs> like I relied on, there were a few times where I got very lucky and that is very stressful. Um, but Man, I love my silly little anime chess. I love it a lot. That's awesome, dude. Um, general recommendation to people, specific people. What do you think? Um, I mean, Fire Emblem is very anime in storytelling and gameplay. You know, it's a JRPG through and through. Mm-hmm. So if that's your kind of game, absolutely. Um, I would recommend other Fire Emblems before I recommended Engage. Um, but those are harder to get. Um. Yeah, I mean, I recommend it to specific people. If you like strategy games where you really sit down and think about how you parse through a battlefield, that this is the game for that kind of person. Okay. Um, I watched Turning Red. Okay. Um, I've just come to terms with there's a pretty good chance. I would say there's a thirty, a third, thirty three percent, or thirty. You know what I mean? That I'm going to be watching kids movies during every review we do. There's a pretty good shot. A little bit less than 50%, 50%. And this movie's good, bro. This movie's good. Yeah. It's a uh, fire. It's a, uh, it's, it's every, it's, it feels like a Disney movie when you're watching it, but the animation is unbelievable. It is unbelievable. I thought it was freaking cool the whole time. The animation was dope. The music in the background was freaking dope. And that's what happens when you bring a real composer on board. And then when you have the original songs done by, Phineas and Billie Eilish, you're going to have some freaking heaters. Um, I liked the friend dynamics. I liked the parent dynamics. I liked every scene in this movie. It's just freaking cool. And it feels like something real, like kids would actually go through. So I 100% recommend this movie. I'm going to say it's an eight out of 10. It's just a banger, bro. Okay. It's just, I feel like this movie is just reliable. Yeah, this is... In my opinion, this has been the only good Pixar movie since Toy Story 4. You know, we've talked about every Pixar. We've talked about every Pixar movie that's come out since Toy Story 4. um, And this one was the only one that I enjoyed. I talked about it in like May of last year, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, I I thought this movie was really cute. Um, there There were some parts of it that I just didn't resonate with, but like that wasn't the movie's fault. Um, yeah, yeah. So there's, there's yeah. a couple of things I'm like, I can't relate, but I understand that this is real. So it's an easy recommendation. Easy recommendation. Yeah. Very. It's a it's definitely consistent, and I I just I liked it. It surprised me how much I liked it. Alex, I have no idea what we're watching next week. So 
fill me in, bud. So we did Craig's movies that made him movies based on his childhood, his young adolescence, turned him into who he is today. I have four movies that turned me into the man I am today. And we're going to start off with something I don't talk about with most people. It's the animated Robin Hood from 1973. <laughs> I grew up with this movie. I've watched this movie a million times. And when I was, this is like the only movie I'm doing from when I was like a kid, kid, everything else is going to be between like, I would say 10 and 15, but I watched this like okay. a lot when I was a kid. Um, I have never seen this movie, so I'm very excited to watch it. Yeah. So Robin Hood's the animated one from 1973. It's going to start off, kick off my month of movies that made It's the me. one with the hot fox. Yup. Yup. So <laughs> I'm very excited for that. Yeah. So catch um, that next But week. that's next week. My name is Craig Wells, a.k.a. Permanent Handle. And I'm Alex Good, a.k.a. Alex Good. Have fun, be safe, and make good choices. And take it easy, man. Look after yourself. See you next week. Deuces. Deuces.